frustration myself out of bed and go to work so you know what i've been sitting here for about three hours listening to pete talk away to all his buddies it's about time he did his own fucking job <laughs> hey pete it's your show your job i've had her <laughs> hit the theme song please
Here it is. Welcome to Live from the Dutch Hall, the greatest podcast ever to come out of Pine Grove, Ontario. You sound great, too. Yeah. <laughs> it's mostly because of the greatest band in podcast history, The Nocturnal Emissions. Yeah. They never sounded better. I don't know. I think it's because they're small, but they're more talented. We got rid of all the dead weight. <laughs> yeah. Great. It's led this. It's led this week by Steve the Reluctant German on hey. lead guitar and vocal. Well, I shouldn't say lead guitar because we got two of you in the house. We have Paul wanted to make the show about the music, and then my band all bailed. So we said, "What guy is all about the music? What guy knows the show? What guy can be the new savior of the nocturnal emissions?" I can only think of one guy. Braden Cumin. Brandon Cooman is in the house. Let's hear it for him. And the should be host of the show, the, my brother, the bartender, the bus driver. I like those jobs. Yeah. But not the host of the show. That doesn't start with a B. What some people say is the big bomber. Yeah, bombed. The big boo. <laughs> Paul Van Dyke is here. (laughs) Recording this for posterity and maybe Facebook Live is the lovely and talented, the beautiful Dr. Jane Van Dyke, everyone. And I'm your host, the man with the voice that's back in business, baby. Two-time President's Club Award winner. Pete Van Dyke. Yeah. Glad to have you back. Oh, that was nice. It ended perfect. That's right. Way to go. You guys really did a good job. It really sounded perfect. I, I loved it. That's what you wanted, Paul. You wanted music on the show. You wanted, We got a nice extended opening. I was going to do, yeah, I was, was going to do the Nocturnal Emissions Greatest Hits. Oh. And then the band started like just dropping like flies. Then I figured I was going to have the a better band. I was going to make a better band. Right. Any nocturnal missions? And of course, my first call was uh, Braden DeCumin. Aw, right? thanks. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. And he was on a real roll. He was excited. You know, Solid he's, choice. He's saying, Braden DeCumin, I got him on board. First call. Braden's right there. It just worked out. The schedule is all the stars are falling in line. This show's going to be perfect. Right, Paul? Whiskey West fell off the rails. Oh, man. <laughs> Spiraled into a downward. No, spot. Willie, uh, or sorry, Whiskey West was the only one you could count on. I thought at first, but then he backed out, too. Yeah. Man. We had Mike Bo. Mike Bo just had the, had the most romantic uh, holiday uh, in the world, I think, is what he was, was talking about. Him and his sweet, sweet Kelly just going off and enjoying the world together. And possibly each other. I don't know. I don't want to speculate. <laughs> but p- perhaps. I think that's what he was doing. You can't fault the man for that, right? Yeah, yeah it's all right. But I am kind of faulting him. He's, he's, he's traveling back. I think he's in Canada. I think if he could be here right now, he would be. Mm-hmm. Now, the other guy who's missing Wes puts his family and his livelihood and the food for his mouth <laughs> as more important <laughs> than than this show right and you, and you can't fault the man for that i suppose right I suppose now charters gimp charters right yeah <laughs> this guy coming off with his head so huge he's coming off of the big hosting debut thinks he's the new the new kid in town right <laughs> talking spin-offs oh <laughs> you know 
talking great, great the radio wars like the old Joan Rivers and uh, Johnny, Johnny Carson, Carson wow. from back in the day. People are are aligning this to that. Me, me and Charters, this power struggle that could could arise now through, due to Charters' instant fame from last <laughs> week's sh- show, right? In his own mind, you know, he's so huge. But anyways, Charters decided to abandon everything just so he can get to, to use this company's money to do whatever businessmen do on the road, eh? Well, I don't think it's, I don't think Charters is up to any good at all. If I had to get to venture a guess. He says it's some sort of corporate training, right? Sure. But I don't think so. That sounds like an excuse to me. It sounds like an excuse to go to the, some sort of a, a big city strip club. Yeah. And uh, somehow murder a hobo by the end of the night. Is that what business people do? <laughs> yes. For sure. Oh. oh. I think that's what they do. What do you want me to do? <laughs> oh, okay. I thought you were trying to get me to do a specific pose or something like that. And I'm like, I don't like it. I don't like this at all. <laughs> With tension, I don't like it all. Jane takes 100 pictures of me for a show. I never post one because I'm, I'm humiliated by myself. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to... You're supposed to, if you want to, like, get people to go to your shows and stuff like that, mm-hmm. they want to have... You should probably want people to... Like, you want to put your face on things, right? Mm-hmm. I guess? Sure. But you need, to like, me- a hype man. Yeah, I need a hype man. This guy that follows you around. I delete a lot of photos. Oh, okay. Well, it's Okay. I know you, but you do take a fair amount of me, like that I get to to use, and I don't use them, is what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? Anyways, so, uh, but I don't like to do it because I I don't like the uh, idea of like posting a selfie or something like that, or it grosses me out. You know, if I see other guys do it, I don't think less of them. No. You know, if you see yourself on vacation, you're trying to document your life. Some people say, like, your social media thing is your life. You're documenting it, right? Mm-hmm. You want to, like, it's like a journal you keep or something. It's the world through your eyes, right? That's right. Well, then what do you, what, uh, you know, do you have to be in all the pictures or can you just show uh, I, the I don't scenery? Know. It, it, today, I don't know. I've got a screenager. That's what I call Piper. Yeah. That's the, uh, the term. She's always taking selfies. She's, uh. You know, you see it. That's all the rage on social media is uh, selfies. And yeah, well, the, it's not like a picture unless they're in it, unless uh, their face is in it. It's like putting your uh, putting a quarter next to a dick pic or something, right? <laughs> so you can give it some scale, you know? Is sure. that all it's for? Sure. <laughs> or a picture of, like, the, the newspaper properly dated. Oh, you're right, right. <laughs> next to your dick pic? Yeah, that's right. So, this is my dick. This is my dick. I'm, this is today's It's newspaper. a recent picture. <laughs> Right, February 2017. Looking good. Looking yeah. good. <laughs> Looking good. Oh, remember February of 17 when my dick was glorious. I must have been depressed that day. <laughs> no. Oh, geez. There's some days that you don't want, definitely don't want to document the old penis as you get older, eh, Paul? Oh. Paul would know. Or Mike Bowes from his trip of love. Oh, you figure on the on the plane ride back from his trip of love, it's just like his penis is just getting the best rest of its life. <laughs> just yes, sore and tired. That's all speculation, Paul. <laughs> Mike's a Catholic and unmarried. It's pure speculation. <laughs> pure speculation. <laughs> but anyway, I can't blame the man. That's for sure. Anyways, uh, we want to get on with, uh, you know, we were talking earlier before we started the show. Steve came up with a concept that you can't always get what you want. And he mentioned that there's a lot of people that aren't getting what they want right now. He mentioned uh, Donald Trump. That's right. You don't always get what you want, but he seems to be getting most of what he wants. He is the the president. 
going to yeah. happen. And he gets all the attention he 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 his heart desires because people can't get enough of the shit that he's saying. Yeah. And I'm sure there's a spin on it. There definitely is a spin on it because I uh, you can hear it. There's one the one example of a spin that they're putting on Trump is uh, when he did this uh, travel ban. Yep. And some some news outlets will call the, it a travel ban, right? That's right. Other news outlets are going to call it a Muslim ban. Right. Right, which is not accurate. Because he's not banning he's not banning all Muslims. There's 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 countries where there's Muslims that are allowed to travel, right? That are on the list. That's Indonesia, right? right? Indonesia. Well, Ada, Turkey. Ada's from uh, Ada, our Muslim on the show. <laughs> he's from Turkey. We have multiples now. That's true. Yep, we have two Muslims and two, two Muslims. Jews. We're, we have the <laughs> for a collector set of guests. <laughs> what do we need? Like a Buddhist? Yeah. We haven't had a Buddhist yet. Hindu? I've been, I've been a Hindu. Have we had a Hindu? We might. Uh, oh, we, a Hindu's easy. We can get a Hindu. Who? Oh, I got Hindu friends. You do? Yes, I do. Cool. <laughs> Is that too hard to believe that you no, don't no, think no, I no. could get a Hindu friend? You know what I know? I went. I was. I was almost invited. Almost. Almost. Invited to this big celebration when I was living in England. It was where the Hindus. They took a like a an ivory uh, figurine of a cow. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard about this? They take an ivory figurine of a cow and they take a spoonful of milk, and oh. they and they make the cow drink the milk. It's a figurine, right? Yeah, I have seen that. Yeah. And if the cow drinks the milk in the spoon, then something glo- good's gonna happen. It's like gonna be a great year or something like omen. that. Yeah, it's kind of like Groundhog Day. Like today's <laughs> today's Groundhog Day. It's a similar to sort of thing. Like it's like if it sees its shadow. Anyways, when I was in England, my buddy who I was living with, my roommate, was a Hindu, right? And his uh, and his family, his Hindu family, and he had in in London, England, uh, were celebrating the milk. the The cow drank the milk, right? So there was a big party, right? I couldn't believe it. I thought it was the craziest religion I'd ever heard of. <laughs> and then I realized that our, if I have to try to explain mine, it's pretty crazy too. You know, it if you ne- go through the details of it. Huh? It never drinks the milk. It did. How can the statue drink milk? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's the miracle of it all. Oh, miracle. <laughs> <laughs> I think it must be that it's like porous or something. Like it's made out of some sort of a, like a limestone or some sort of like a porous stone mm-hmm. that just maybe in the right arid conditions would just absorb it or something. That would be the, the science part of me oh, thinking about shit. it. But it did it. There's no question that the, these guys got excited. The cow drank party. the milk. Fuck. <laughs> you just make one out of sponge. It would work every time. Yes. Yeah, and then they can party every year and have great years. I agree. Our groundhog uh, didn't see a shadow, so we're we're having spring, early spring, right? Yes. Well, that's what the Canadian groundhog said. Yeah, fucking right. Yeah. That's the one you got. Wires and Willie, yeah. Where Puxatani Phil, you know that American one? Oh, yeah. yeah it. What's its name? Puxatani Phil? Is it Puxatani oh. Phil? No, it's from the movie Groundhog Day too with Bill Murray. You ever see that one? No. That's oh, a good movie. I know. Just I'm, I'm just a youngin. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> a good one though. It holds up, I think. It's a good one for sure. It is. Bill Murray, and, and uh, yeah, so the Groundhog says we're gonna get uh, mixed reviews. I think the states are gonna get more of a winter. It's uh, it's kind of like the it's winter of huge. winter of Trump. Yeah, it's the greatest winter ever. No snow, just bullshit. Right. <laughs> but I wanted to ask Braden Nakuman before, because I'm mixing this show up. I want to ask Brandon Kuma a question, what, because Trump's going to come up every week 
until Trump is uh, inevitably assassinated, right? <laughs> and uh, you've traveled the United States with your music, right? Yeah. And uh, you've been all over. You've been through the middle of the country. Yeah. Right? Middle, and south. The heartland. Yeah. You know? So, like, did you did you see it coming? Did you see the, the movement or whatever? Do you see a difference? Because, you know, we get exposed or whatever. Where I guess if you're, like, a liberal-minded or, like, a, a kind of a progressive thinker or something like that, you probably gravitate to those sort of media outlets that are mm-hmm. going to we're painting the it, it to be a ridiculous uh conclusion that trump would win mm-hmm. and then there did you see it differently well you just had to see look at his rallies like yeah. clinton didn't have anybody at her rallies yeah like that was just kind of an obvious one to me mm-hmm. like i thought he had a chance i didn't think he'd win either but right right but when, did you but i mean when you go do you notice a difference in the two americas oh for sure yeah there's there's kind of the more, like you said, the more liberal side, you know, and then you meet people who are really in favor of open carry in their state. Yeah, yeah. Like in Wyoming. Yeah. Do you? Yeah, in Wyoming. But Wyoming's is Wyoming like Canada, kinda. Uh, I don't know. I was we we got kind of stranded in uh, Cheyenne, Wyoming oh, yeah. for a few hours, and I just went to an antique gun store, and he was basically just telling me how our gun laws are stupid, <laughs> and, and I stood there and I kind of stood there and nodded and yeah. okay. Yeah, I don't really yeah, know. Yeah. You know, it's hard to absorb anything. I think if you're in hours. Wyoming, I would give you every uh, opportunity to just carry whatever you want to carry mm-hmm. as far as weaponry because you're probably going to be like shooting a wolf that's coming at your family sure. or something like that. You know, it's like more like a necessity. It makes more. It makes sense. <laughs> it makes there. sense to have a gun. You know, mm-hmm. whereas if you're like, but if you're like in uh, like a metropolitan center, you probably don't need it as much. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. But. I would like if say. you've got a whole bunch of apartments, I don't think you want a gun for protection because you're going to shoot through the wall and. Yeah, exactly. It's a mess, right? Yeah. You, too many people. <laughs> and you got like a grizzly bear coming at you. The <laughs> flip side of it, you need a gun that's going to be able to kill a grizzly bear. Absolutely, especially if it's at a school, right? Yeah, if a grizzly bear comes on a schoolyard, you need something that kills a grizzly bear. Absolutely. To be able to shoot a grizzly bear, I agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> that's my gun, my gun lecture for today. It's all about. It's all about. You should be able to shoot a grizzly bear. Whatever animal can kill you. Like, right now I live where the worst thing that can kill me is probably a coyote. Yep. Yep. So I just need something that can kill a coyote, and I should be able to have that with no paperwork. Because I just like I got kids and coyotes. <laughs> I should have a, something that can kill a coyote. Bob you know what Cat I'm saying? Could, a bobcat could mess you up, probably. Bobcat, yeah. bigger. Bi- yeah, bigger weapon. Mm-hmm. I get a bigger weapon then, right? To kill a bobcat. <laughs> <laughs> It's the gun. The gun laws should be like the drinking laws. You know, whatever you need to get home. Like if you're living out in the country, you need your blood alcohol level to be like double point eight. That's not even ridiculous. Like, right? Get, hear me out. Because I hate, I hate, uh, I hate the fact that uh, the drinking and driving laws are at point zero eight. Because there's nobody driving at point zero eight that can't function and drive a vehicle fine. Right. Right. It's ridiculous. The, the, the proof of that is is that the only way they can catch you is with a ride program. They can only catch you with the ride program. They can't catch you with your bad driving because you're not bad driving. Mm-hmm. If anything, you're being more careful because you know you've had two beers or something and you're on your way home or three beers. Checking the rear view. And- yeah, you're just being careful. I don't want to do anything stupid to get pulled over. So you're being a nice, safe driver getting home, and you're operating a vehicle perfectly, right? I'm not saying you should be like, you know, like, blacked out drunk and mowing down schoolyards full of children or anything like that 
I'm just talking about like, you know, when you know you just had a few drinks and you can drive home, and the only way for you to to get anywhere in the country is to drive. That's right. It's not like you can take public transit to buttfuck <laughs> Pine Grove. <laughs> <laughs> right? Walking is out of the question. <laughs> Walking is out of the question. Cause well, they'll the, get you for <laughs> drunk in public if you're... <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so it's a, it's a real conundrum. That's what we have to drink in our back sheds <laughs> with our neighbors, even if we don't like them. Makes sense. Right? Anyways... Paul, you know, I'm sitting here at this point in the show, and I'm looking at you. You, you, you made a commitment. It's on record. You made a commitment to host this show. And uh, you do the little speech at the beginning. It's great. You're done. But, you know, you're not done. You have one more <laughs> segment to do as your penance because I need to rest my weary voice. You know how much trouble my voice has gone through? It needs a rest, Paul. And you need to, you need to do a segment we call Feedback. We got Feedback. We got feedback. Feedback. Motherfucking feedback. Okay, we got feedback brought to you by Amazon. First, you go to Live from the Dutch Hall and you click on the Amazon ban- banner, and all the money you spend on Amazon, a little bit of the money will come back and help the show. So, do your shopping on Amazon. It's easy. It's easy. VG Meets, when you're on that web, same website, you can always go to the VG Meets, print it off, and you'll save some money at uh, Stony Creek and Simcoe locations. This is funny, man. I've sat here for three years, and I can't (laughs) even remember these things. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh, Jane unplugged me. Um, I can't. You know what? The the VG Meets coupon, just to go there, you get a Dutch all deal on some very good meats. (laughs) <laughs> I'm just gonna tell you, if you be any closer to the, if you if you were any closer to the farm, you need rubber boots. And we got um, Van Dyke par- Party Services brought to you by Clean Flow, uh, which uh, sent Flo. us a bottle of uh, Liquid Courage today. Thank you. Thank you. It was great. Um, Van Dyke Party Services. Say you're uh, what having a Super Bowl party. Wow, uh, topical. Super Bowl. Have over all your lame friends. Have <laughs> them over. We'll have a Super Bowl party. They'll eat all your dip, sleep on your couch. What you could do is have 5 to 29 Van Dyke show up in bright yellow jackets. Crank that Super Bowl party up a notch. Yes. Jagger yep. bombs, hooter shooters. Oh, fuck. It could get. <laughs> Here we go. And uh, all it will cost you is $100 of cold art cash and all our expenses, which will be dear. <laughs> um, damn. And if you're not 100% satisfied. <laughs> if you're not 100% satisfied, you'll get your $100 returned to you. But all our uh, all the ah, expenses have been run through our bodies and potentially yours. <laughs> Brought to you by Clean Flow. Van Dyke awesome. Party Services. Don't live your life in regret. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. All uh, right. Okay, what else do we got? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Army Electrics. <laughs> the fucking guy is busy. Can you people leave him alone when you see he's a great electrician? You see him on the streets. You don't talk about your flickering lights with him. <laughs> he doesn't need it. <laughs> but uh, Yarmy Electric, if they don't get it right the first time, 
They'll get it right the second time. If they don't get it right the second time, you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> the Army Electrics. Don't call him. <laughs> okay, and then um, hmm. let's go to some feedback. We got um, about Dave Charters taking over yesterday, sitting in your seats, mostly from the mm-hmm. the picture you posted on it's Facebook. And we have Rick, Rick Masternardi says, uh, is Dave going for the Ron Jeremy look? Oh. <laughs> he was a little greasy. <laughs> <laughs> um, Matt Osborne says, love the comb and the waddle, of the waddle on the rooster. Comb and waddle. I didn't know what comb and waddle was until, until I thought about it. And then I looked it up. And it's the rooster's like thing. It's a tad. And he was referring to Dave's <laughs> Dave's beautiful uh, mop of greasy hair, oh. right? It was greasy. Yeah. That's terrible. Joe Tomatelli says the rooster becomes a hedgehog. Oh. Yes, that's a Ron Jeremy reference again. <laughs> two two people agree Dave is looking two like times. Ron Jeremy. Two-timed Ron Jeremy comments. Adrian Vero says that bum needs a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Van Dungeon says, where's the unlike button? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, feedback's getting better and better every week, eh? And another another way to give feedback is in person, which my uh, father gave some feedback. Um, He said he found the podcast very uneventful. Oh. Hmm. He fell asleep listening to it. Oh, man. <laughs> He's never fell asleep listening to any of them before. Just that one. Swing and a miss. I think uh, yeah, I was a real snoozer. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Dave. I think that's all the feedback is. How I actually, I couldn't wait to tell Dave that feedback when I got it. <laughs> I was so excited. I was like, Charters, you wouldn't believe what my dad's uh, opinion of the show was. And I said he fell very asleep. Never fell asleep for one before. <laughs> and uh, Dave's like, oh, great. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, it was. I just thought it was great. That's my dad awesome. told it to me. I, I think he was looking at me like I would be offended maybe because it wasn't exactly positive. But then it was also, uh, but I was kind of smirking because I knew I was going to be able to use it on the show. You yeah. know what I mean? When you get a good one. Like that, I like getting uh, honest feedback like that. <laughs> He's like, you can't deny, uh, but and then that same uh, token, that means every NASCAR race would be kind of boring because I think my dad's falling asleep for every one of those. Huh? What's my feedback? What? Secret feedback. Oh, I don't, I don't, can't hear her. She, she says that she thinks you're, you were impressed. You have feedback from Dave's show. That I was impressed with Charters? Yeah. I actually enjoyed the show. I listened back to it. You did too, Steve. You gave All the way. Me too. Yeah. I actually enjoyed it because I thought Charters, because I put him up against everything. Like I knew that Doug and uh, Joe would not give him an easy go. Right. And they didn't. No. At all. And so I knew that was going to make Charters plan whatever he had. Is going to be derailed by those two guys hacking on him because, and then he came across so charters like, in the stupid things he came up with, 
Like some of the jokes that he had, and he had explained that it was a joke, right? Yep. And I have to sit there in silence because. <laughs> <laughs> Did you like it over here? It's a good spot. Eh? It is kind of a nice spot. I didn't mind it, but uh, it was really hard to sit there. It was cr- I had I was cringing the entire time just to have him listen to Charters ruin it. Paul, on the other hand, Paul, you're just doing a bang up job and feedback. There's one more you missed there. Oh, uh, the one from um, the Podbean? Podbean, yes. Podbean, uh, Bruce Veltri says, Pete, you know, uh, you're not supposed to be speaking. Listen to your wife and zip it. And one more week of charters isn't, is survivable. God willing, (laughs) give yourself the time you need to heal. He he really cares about you, Peter. Well, yes, he's a doctor, right? I think he is some sort of doctor, right? So he sees people that should listen to their doctor, right? That's right. But I went to my doctor this week, Mm -hmm. and the doctor told me that uh, the thing that he took off my throat, or out of my throat, was was nothing to worry about. No, that's a good, that's not bad. That's bad music. Backwards, it sounds good. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you, yeah. If I said like it was uh, no, I'm not gonna even go there. But it was. Uh, <laughs> anyways, I went to the doctor. The doctor just said to me, "You sound great." And I said, "I thought I wasn't supposed to be talking." He said, "Just take it easy." So I'm just taking it easy. So I figured that you could still carry some weight because you'd have something interesting to say. But then I realized you don't listen to, you don't watch the news. I don't. I watch the weather. But what's it? <laughs> because it's gonna land on your head, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I have so to know what it's going to do on me tomorrow. It's topical. <laughs> but you don't watch the news, right? No, not at all. So, But your kids talk about Donald Trump. I know that. Wow. He's kind of like a joke. They hear it at school and stuff, right? Yeah. He's yeah. In, so they just think he's crazy. Yeah. And they can say, like, Trump dump. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. It rhymes, right? <laughs> But I think it would be interesting just to, to talk to Paul about what's going on in the world. Sure. To see that what Paul's take on the world is. Uh-oh. Are you trying to come up with a theme song right on the spot, Steve? No. No, you're not? Oh. No. <laughs> I was like, how good are you? you know, I was like, this is a segment we've never spoke about. But it's Paul. <laughs> let's, talk to, let's talk to Paul about what's going on in the world. Well, that was multicultural. Vaguely, I Asian. felt I felt vaguely Asian at the ra- at the end there, like we did a bit of a world travel. That's right. So, <laughs> Paul, I want to talk to you. Yard. Right now, you, you, so you don't know much about what's going on in the world. Is that safe to say? Yes. Right. But I'll tell you right now, they got a new president. You know that. Yes. And it's Donald Trump, and you heard about him before he became president, right? Yes. From like The Apprentice and stuff. The Apprentice. Yes. Did you watch The Apprentice? Yes, I did actually. Yeah, did you ever think that guy was going to be a president? <laughs> no. <Yeah>. No. <laughs> well, he is right now. He is. And uh, people are really upset about it. A couple of things he decided to do when he became president was just to find out. Well, one thing he decided to do was executive orders. He, he learned a lot about executive orders. That's right. And he wants to sign as many of them as he can because executive order means that you can just do what you want, right? You have the... But I think it's sometimes you still have to go through people, don't you? Yeah, there's got to be some. There's got to be some protection. checks and balances somewhere. <laughs> but he he thinks that that means that it's just going to be the case. So the one he signed the one about the pipelines. Yeah. Right. So uh, what do you? Th- what's your? Charters tried to get into this with the comics last <laughs> week. 
are the pipelines there. Uh, they're going through, in order to build these pipelines for oil, it's got to go through, like, un, uh, untouched lands, the right? Native lands? Yeah, you know if, how you're, like, flying over something with a plane and there's, like, there's like miles and miles of, like, nothing? And it's just, like, what the heck is that? You know, and they gave some, they gave that to the natives, some of it. And now they want to put, like, a big pipeline through it, which would look just the same, except for there's a big pipeline through it. <laughs> Pay no attention to that pipeline. <laughs> right. And uh, the potential is of a horrible natural disaster or something. It should something happen to that pipeline, right? But uh, other than that, it should bring jobs because you got to build a pipeline. And it's also going to bring a bunch of oil around easier, I suppose. <laughs> so it takes some trucks off the road. Is that right? I guess so. And so that's about it. So what do you think? Pro or against? Um, I am against. <laughs> I don't, I don't really I don't really care if they put a pipe <laughs> <laughs> They can put a pipeline through the country if they want to get oil from as long as they're not taking our oil and putting it in the pipeline to get it mm-hmm. It's our oil going oh, in there? Yeah, yeah, that's part part of it is yeah. that it's coming through Canada and coming from like Alberta and stuff. DC, right? Oh, Trudeau Okay, the, uh, the Canadian. No pipeline. Yeah, Trudeau. Okay, the Canadian one that goes through the uh, no pipeline. Because I noticed Trudeau is getting real friendly with the natives, even like like friendlier than I've ever seen uh, a prime minister. Like he was wearing the headdress like before he was prime minister, you know, and like <laughs> right. dancing around, you know, really really placating to the native. And I was like, you know, I think he's being like, a little bit nice. Like there must be Too something nice. underneath that, you know, because he's so politician-y. And uh, I think that's what it was. He just wanted to be nice because he knows he's going to run a pipeline through the <laughs> shit, right? Probably. So that's why I think he's being so nice. He's going to bring jobs until it's built. And I'm then all pick, the jobs pick go. Yeah. Native babies. I, I'm from Ontario, as the people out west would call the Middle East. Unterrible. <laughs> Unterrible. Yeah, everyone doesn't like Ontario because <laughs> we have big Toronto and everybody hates Toronto. Yeah. And, uh, and Ontario, we don't give a shit about oil. At all, because nope. nobody uh, makes any money off it. We if we have to go out west or something like that, and the breaks are and like spend time away from our kids, yeah. just to get shitty jobs working in your oil patch, and then we ha- then we have to come back home, right? Where there's no right. jobs, so we don't give a fuck about oil type issues, as a mo- for the most part. Is that fair? Sure, That's fair, absolutely. But you want to talk about cigarettes? Cigarettes. <laughs> yeah, we care about cigarettes. We're in tobacco country. Ginseng. Sandy soil. Ginseng, yeah. Ginseng will give you boner and fix your what ails you, right? <laughs> I think that's what they, they say. That's what ails you. Uh, so next issue, uh, immigration ban. Hmm. Uh, no, refugee ban, sorry. Refugee ban from uh, countries he, d- he doesn't like. No, he did refugees all together, right? All together. Yeah, everybody. Yeah. Yeah, all together, no refugees. For 90 days? Or and for 90 days. I, yeah. Sounds so racist, but I, I'm for it. But what, do, re, you know, do you know what a refugee is, though? Well, it's a guy <laughs> getting away from war, right? No, well, they don't have a place to live, yeah, because their place is, like, usually... They're displaced. Um, yes. Bombed the oh. fuck out of... So now they have no country at all. Escape with the shirt off their back. So they're like, where are we supposed to live in the world? And they come here and they don't really like it here because it's fucking cold. Right? <laughs> That's right. Like you take a person that comes from like the unrest in the Sudan or something. And you you say, I got a fucking beautiful house for you in, uh, you know, 
in Pine Grove or whatever, you know, in, yeah. in Blaney. I got a beautiful house in <laughs> nice. Blaney for you, you know? Nice farmhouse. You put them up in there. They got all their kids got their own bedrooms and everything like that. And they're like, it's fucking cold and drafty in this house. <laughs> and uh, we don't understand what anyone's talking about. And, uh, they got the heat cranked up to 90 so they can all walk around in shorts and stuff. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Well, I'm just telling you, it's like a, an adjustment. So they don't want to be here either. But they have some have to live somewhere. Otherwise, they're living in these camps until they get a place to live. That's what I understand. Is that true? Yes. Or, I mean, some just escape to the ocean and live on a raft until they're rescued and washed upon the shore. And it's ridiculous what people do to get to America to yeah. to try to get into the country. And then uh, to say, no, you can't go there. And then that, the whole country's founded on the whole Ellis Island thing. And, mm-hmm. you know, like, uh, we will take your... Give us your... Give us your, yeah. There's a saying that we don't know. <laughs> it's Give a, us your... I don't know. I say take hungry. care of your own country first and then take care of the other ones. Yeah, I know, but they got lots of room in Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> right? There's, there's lots all, of room in Kansas. There's lots of room in Kansas is what I'm saying. Like, And, 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 and we're in uh, modern uh, economies... Like modern countries where, like Western countries where we have negative population growth. Mm. So your economy is going to shrink if you don't allow immigration, right? That's right. And the people that bitch about population, uh, yeah, that there's like lots of room. In the, there's lots of room everywhere. <laughs> there's a ton of room. It's just everyone just congregates in the same fucking places like rats. Yeah. That's what I don't understand city people. Mm-hmm. Like just spread out. It's not that big of a deal. How much stuff do you really need to do now with the internet in the city? Just do it at home. Every once in a while, you go in the city, right? Be nice. That's how it should be. <laughs> I'd get a job in Toronto if I could do that. You get a job in Toronto. You only go there for the meetings. Yeah. The rest of the time, you do your work at home. That's the, that's a modern way to think, and they're going to give this to the millennials. But us ba- us Generation Xers have been saying it for fucking ever, and now all the millennials are going to get credit for these ideas that we were saying <laughs> before, and they told you shut up. You're you're an idiot. We're giving you money, right? Like, just <laughs> shut up. Remember that? That's right. I do. I do. <laughs> you live in that world, Steve. I do live in that world. Have you had a real job, Brayden? Yeah. Uh, like a office job or like a... No, no, uh, like farm stuff. Mostly. Farm stuff, mostly? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You haven't had to put up with a corporate culture? No, I would not thrive in that kind of environment. <laughs> it's awful, man. Like, better to... <laughs> It looks awful. <laughs> yeah. Every time I go in the bank, it doesn't look like fun. No, it, it doesn't at all. I, I went in there just this morning, and I was like, I, I had to remember the, it's just the pace of it all, like the the fluorescent lights mm-hmm. and the, you know, the buzzing of it. Just the and dress the, shirt and tie, that just uh, doesn't look it's uncomfortable or fun. Yeah, it's uncomfortable. Everyone has to be shaved and showered. Mm-hmm. Yuck. Don't got to do that on a farm. <laughs> no. Anyways... Um, where was I? Oh, what's going on in the world? Your next issue. Uh, should, uh, what what do you think about this wall they're talking about building? Oh, the Mexican wall? Mexican wall. Oh, well, um, I think Trump's trying to build a wall to keep the drugs out. Right? Not the Mexicans, just their drugs. No, illegal immigrants too, I think he wants to keep out. And now total trade or something. Yeah, well, so just a wall. Um, what do you um, that let leads to his assassination by a Mexican? Like you don't fuck with <laughs> you don't fuck with those Mexicans; they'll kill you. Yeah, El Chapo. El Chapo, mm-hmm. you're done. He's, he's gonna. 
You think El Chapo's going to get Trump, eh? That should be the pool. The pool shouldn't be Trump in the death pool. It should be who's going to do it. El Chapo's going to well, kill. You're just kill. jealous because I've got Trump in the death pool. Do you really? Yeah. Who's got the queen? Wes. Wes. <laughs> no, does anyone know what's going on with the queen? <laughs> I haven't heard. It's hush hush. She's dying. But I heard she's having a fight with Trump now. Or there's something oh, really? she's supposed to host with there's the something American that she president. She could legally kill him or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With a sword or something. I don't know. <laughs> I saw a headline and that's it. Yeah, yeah, me too. I saw the same one. <laughs> And then I was like, I thought the queen was dying. Everyone's telling me the queen's dying. Wes is going to win the pool. She could not lift a sword. No. I think Trump could take her in a fist fight, too. Because she's pretty old. <laughs> old bag. Even with Trump's little baby hands, he could still just rabbit punch the queen in the face, like Leslie Nielsen or whatever. <laughs> is that Naked Gun? Yes. Yeah. That's what I thought. Anyways, we're done feedback. Thank you. <laughs> So, Paul, what else? Oh, so we're in that, that's not even the segment we were in. We were in Paul, Ask Paul About the World. <laughs> so you say take care of your own. So now Justin Trudeau, now there was this uh, shooting in Canada, a terrorist attack this this week in Canada. Do you ever hear about that? In Quebec or something? In Quebec City, yeah. yep. And they went, uh, got a, a crazy 27-year-old or something like that, went into a mosque when they were in prayer and they in uh, open fire on. on the mosque it. is a Muslim church? Yep. Yes. You got it. Yeah, see. You're, you're nailing it. I think you learn a lot on this show, Paul. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so now the uh, the prime minister is wants to go to the funerals of some of these people. Okay, that's the nice thing. But they moved it to Montreal. Oh, the to accommodate the wow. the the circus. Great, right? <laughs> and I'm like, if you go through this tragedy, you should be as accommodating as you can to the people who have suffered the yeah. loss right, right. Mm-hmm. if i was to if i was to like die in a tragic accident or a tragic uh, act of uh, uh not an accident but an act of terrorism or whatever they're calling it yeah um and my wife you know we're in pine grove i'm like you know i'm gonna go to murphy's or whatever or ferris and then i'm gonna go to the catholic church and they're gonna have the incense or whatever makes the old people happy then I, they have this yeah you know this act of tradition that, that makes them grieve nicer, you know? Yeah. That's what I'm going to do. And if just because the prime minister is interested in the way I died, doesn't mean we got to all of a sudden move this service to Toronto to Maple Leaf Gardens or whatever, or, mm-hmm. or that's a that's a gr- grocery store now, right? Yeah, that's Or so to uh, Air Canada Centre to accommodate the freaking... Skydome, even. Yeah, Skydome. Right. Well, that's what they're doing. Well, it's right? your it's, funeral, right? It's got no, no. That's what they're doing for this one. They think they're going to a big hockey rink, aren't right. they? Olympic Stadium, in Montreal. Does that even exist? Mm, no. They're not going to Olympic Stadium. I don't think they could. That's not that big of a. I don't know how big of a draw you'd have to be. You think they could? Tra- this is a big tragedy, but so to fill weird. the to fill the Olympic Stadium, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> no. Alternate facts: the Dutch Hall. <laughs> I would be happy if I could. To be honest. Like, if you're talking about what kind of a draw you can get for a funeral, like, which <laughs> <laughs> right. seems to be what we're talking about here, you know, I'd, I'd want to draw just a, I, I want to have a full church, you know? If you gave a full church, then I think you did well. What? What's wrong with that? I have to make notes. Yeah, Jane has to make notes. She's got a file on her phone called Pete's Funeral. Because <laughs> I'm clinically depressed, right? So you plan your uh, you plan your own funeral all the time, right? Like you always talk. I didn't do it for my whole life. I always tell Jane, you know, my funeral, I want this music, you know. 
I went th- this way, and Jean's like, God, oh, let's pressure myself. The reality <laughs> is, all. Yes, no, I'm just saying. In, you're out. We we do it at Delhi, you know. We're, the Van Dykes always went to Murphy's. I don't know. I so I just assume we're gonna keep going to Murphy's, unless you can't get the makeup right. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it depends how you die, Pete. What? The makeup only depends on how you died. The reality is, I don't give give a shit at all when I'm dead. Yeah, you're I'm, not gonna be there. I'm not gonna be there. Yeah, but if you get shot in the face, you won't have a face to makeup. It'll be yep. sad. <laughs> that is true, Steve. That is a true fact. <laughs> true facts. <laughs> if someone shoots my face off, I won't have a face. Yeah. Then they won't have anything to make up. Yeah, that's true. In that situation, I think, Jane, write this in your phone. Yeah, we'll go with cremation for that one. Okay? You can cremate me if you want or or bury me or whatever or stuff me and put me on the couch like I've requested. <laughs> but... I just want your new boyfriend to look me in the eyes. That's all I want. If I die tragically. <laughs> Why? I just want him to look me in the eyes and know what he's doing. You know, uh, you know, my kids will remember me on the couch. It won't be that much different in real life. <laughs> just put him in the shed, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just stuff me and put me in the shed. It's the museum. Yeah. You can probably get a little like uh, a little recorder, a little like a voice box that just babbles, play old shows. Oh, like an iPod with the old Life from the Dutch Hall episodes, and I just babble here, Bob, <laughs> like Ferris Bueller's Day Off when he's uh, put your neck on a hinge. <laughs> <laughs> so, Paul, the only other thing that you have to do is you invited one guest to the show. This is our great friend of the show, Braden DeCumman. Woo! He's come in all the way. He's traveled the world. And you invite him in here. You say you had questions for him. Well, well, <laughs> questions. I just want to hear him. still awake? I just, just want to hear him play that guitar. It's awesome. <laughs> you can play that guitar. We should have just a guitar solo for Braden DeCumman. Like, <laughs> like, uh, uh, like on tour. Eh? On tour. Like you do on tour with your big, like this is Braden you, you Cumin. Want, you want me to play a Paul McCartney song? <laughs> <laughs> this is a Braden Cumin. Well, you played a Rolling Stones song and you're a McCartney guy and yeah. you knew it, uh, you knew it uh, like the back of your hand. Yeah. So uh, you're not part of the old feud. I like the Stones better. You do? Eh? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, yeah. I like them both, but I like the Stones better. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, the, the there's, a, there's a friend of my daughter's and she's like a real uh, rock. Uh, old like classic rock uh, lover she really loves Paul McCartney actually and uh, she's will not listen to the Stones because she's so Beatles first she's into and, the feud yeah into oh, the wow. feud you know it's, and I'm like you're missing out you gotta get past this so you can enjoy There's both so much good stuff they've got yeah when I was in England in 95 it was a big the big deal was uh, Blur versus, versus Oasis yeah. oh yeah and they put that, out those singles yeah Yeah, they were really like uh, that was a big feud and you had to pick a team right mm-hmm. and I was uh, team Blur really oh, yeah. oh I would have been team Oasis all the way yeah yeah yeah, yeah. at the time they, oh, at, Blur did have the better single I'll give them that yeah which one was it at the time um, was it Beetlebub was it, no I think it was Country House or something oh uh, no I don't think no it wasn't was it? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. That was that same was, album. I remember it was better. Oasis wasn't very good. It was like Roll With It or something. It's not one, oh, of, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. one of their better. Yeah, yeah, from the first one. 
Yeah, that was it was pretty cool though, time to be just because the rhetoric was so cool. And I think those guys probably. Do you think it was real? It was. It was fabricated. They've admitted it since. Oh, they've admitted it since that it was yeah, all just their their buddies and stuff like that. It was just a thing to sell records. Ah, uh, that's so smart. Yep. That's what we wanted to get going with the Wait What If podcast out of uh, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. They said uh, Dutch Hall gives you AIDS, and I had my rebuttal was uh, Wait What If give. Uh, is a registered sex offender. <laughs> I'm going with that. <laughs> and the war, and the Big war, guns. what? Big guns. Big guns. I decided to go with, go right at him. You know, <laughs> I'm not afraid of you, <laughs> Kevin Sullivan from the Wait What If podcast. Do you think us here up in Canada are going to be afraid by your pontificating down there in uh, North Carolina? We can pontificate up here about whatever you crazy Americans are doing. Bring it on, you registered sex offender podcast. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, this is going to only help the show. It's got to, right? <laughs> He's such a nice guy, too. You <laughs> can't even say it. <laughs> so, Braden, um, when you're on tour, is there a bunch of old, oldies, old women in the front row fanning themselves and fainting still? Uh, not fainting or fanning <laughs> themselves, but they're there. They're there. They're hanging out. Screaming. Sometimes, yeah. Love you. It's it's funny sometimes, yeah. There's <laughs> some of that sometimes. What's the craziest thing thrown up on stage? I don't think we've had anything thrown up on stage yet. What? No, no. panties? What? I've had a shoe thrown at me before, but not... <laughs> okay, well, that oh. counts. That counts. But not... Uh, it was at it was at a fundraiser to keep the Norwich High School open. So that's <laughs> a great showing. That makes sense. Good work, local citizens. In the Middle East, if they throw a shoe at you, that's a bigger deal, eh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's got some weight to it. And, and it's got an act. It's actually, an, it was a boot. If I a, yeah, it was a boot. A boot. Yeah. <laughs> All right. A boot. Uh, what was it? A boot. A boot. <laughs> what was it? A boot. A boot. <laughs> and do you guys do you, does the band practice together or you're from all over so you Every, did... everybody else is pretty much from around london but i have oh. to i drive to london and we'll get together at like a rehearsal space oh and jam it out and figure stuff out before you in a month tour you just got home from yeah a month eh yeah do, when you're do you figure out your stage moves other than just the music like is it just like they say like have fun playing the music or do you have like uh like choreographed kind of like uh we have uh some of the stuff kind of just naturally happen because i do like to move around when i don't have to stare at the floor and click buttons and stuff i yeah. like to get into it and that but uh there's one choreographed thing we have at the end of live and let die we fall down like we've been shot oh yeah that's the only Falling down is easy, but the rest of it they let you just Boiler. say like do it, do what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. So I you just, can get into it like just like if you were playing your own stuff. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's not too, it's not very choreographed beyond that. Like I mean, there's like stuff you say between a certain song, that kind of a thing, but like it's not dance moves by any means. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I was just wondering if they wanted to have like a certain like uh, if they were like how much they got into controlling what you did like how much you had to like hit the hit the marks you know it's more musical than anything in that respect like hitting yeah. mark like you're singing this harmony so sing that you want to sound good yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely the music above the performance like, or like uh, the, but like like dance moves or like you know what i mean it's yeah not, i know yeah not dance moves yeah so much but even like a persona like, are you taking on a persona of someone from the a little bit but not like nobody really knows the guy that I portray very well. Anyway, he died in like the late seventies. Oh, like, really? He, he didn't have any like 
you know, move, like yeah, some of the like, things that he was yeah, known for. Yeah, you didn't have to do Pete Townsend's windmill or no, anything like that. No, there's nothing yeah. like that, no. Yeah, yeah. All right. Dud of a question. That's <laughs> 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 why I'm not the host. <laughs> no, you, you brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> you brought him. You asked him the questions. So you mentioned that you, uh, you're going overseas. Yeah, we're going to Dubai in April. Awesome. And have you been in, did, did you do Europe already? No, no, I think we're going there this fall. Oh, really? Yeah, we're going to Holland, and I think there's a Germany show that just got added to. So yes. That should be fun. And it's your first time then? Yeah. Oh, this is going to be great. So I'll be in the Middle East before I've ever been to Europe. <laughs> oh, cool. Strange. Yeah, so when did you do Dubai trip? April. <sighs> middle, of, middle of April? The voice almost made it to the end. <laughs> it's like you hit a hurdle. Yeah, the doctor said, take it easy. I can only go 55 minutes this time. <laughs> Break it in slowly, Peter. So what have you, know- have you noticed? Like, I always find the more I travel, because I love traveling, that uh, the more you meet people from everywhere else, the more that kind of just seems like it's all the same. A little bit, but like, for instance, like the, when I was in Cheyenne at the gun store kind of thing, you don't run into as many gun nuts in Canada, I find. Right, right, right. It's just it's little things like that. But, yeah. I mean, you know. Everybody like cultural wants, differences. Yeah, everybody wants food and a shelter, and it's, we're all the same. Good life. Blob of goo. So. Yeah. <laughs> I always find that if, if people just were, like, uh, less preachy about their own beliefs and just were kind of, like, cool about stuff, that yeah. a lot less issues would happen. Yeah. Well, I, when we were in uh, Montana, I went and had breakfast one morning. I just Google mapped a place that was close and went, and it was definitely like a hardcore Trump kind of place where they had signs up and like hippies used the back door. And I walked in <laughs> all long-haired and blurry-eyed, and uh, but they were nice. Like there was no problem. Everybody wanted to eat breakfast, and nobody gave a shit. Yeah, it was just like a normal place, like yeah. anywhere else. Yeah, and I, I think that. Um, Oh, fuck. I just blew it. Yeah, bomber. Bomber. Oh, well, I come unprepared because I figured my brother was hosting That's this show. That's how much preparation I did for this show, too. I, uh, <laughs> I asked Braden if he could come in, bring you know a guitar with him. <laughs> it would sound great. So when do you have to go back on the road? Or are you next week already gone again? No, no. We're, uh, I'm home for about a month, and then we go down to Florida for a week. A little more than a week, I think. Oh, yeah. Awesome. yeah. And that's the McCartney Years. So yes. if you're listening, you can look. Is there a website or something? Yeah, net, or just Google the McCartney Years, and it'll come up. And thanks a lot. What about Cats of Band? Are they still doing stuff? Uh, we haven't been playing or anything, so I'm not oh, sure yeah. what's happening with that right now. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And I got some dates to plug, too, actually. I'm uh, back at it again. The voice is good enough to go, so I'll be in Bramsterdam on Tuesday. Yes. And uh, on Wednesday, I'm playing uh, Yuck Yucks in London at the uh, Western Fairgrounds. Awesome. And that's, that's Feb- I think that's February 8th. And uh, on March the 3rd, the Dutch Hall Comedy Tour will be making its first stop at uh, the Kill Yard in Simcoe. Yes. We got a great lineup of people. We got uh, Jason Allen, uh, Matt Ferguson, Tyler Shazma. Justin Gale and Matt Thurlow, and I'll be hosting the event. Yes. And uh, I think it's, uh, we haven't settled on a price yet, but I think it's going to be a small fee to get in or something like that, a small cover to get in. Right. Should be a good night. It's good, a bunch of great comics that we know from the show. And uh, so uh, we'll get you more details as they become available. Otherwise, just check out uh, my Facebook page, and, and we'll have all the details on there. 
Other than that, Paul, you got anything you want to say for yourself, you disgrace? <laughs> CNT. See you next Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot for helping us out tonight, guys. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Braden. Hit the theme song, boys. <laughs> say for yourself it was pretty relaxing on the couch (laughs) (laughs) felt good look at this